Hi, my name's Kitty Fitton and uh, this is a new show that's all about, well, normal people. Normal people like me, normal people like you. It's called Ordinary Life. I was asked to do something about disability and health. And, um, and I went away and I thought about that and I thought, I don't want to do a programme about the disabled. I don't want to do a programme about people that are ill. I don't really think that people that have things like disability or illness think of themselves as being disabled. They don't think of themselves as being sick. I myself have had Parkinson's for over eight years and I just think of myself as being a normal, ordinary person. So when I was asked to do the programme for Coast Access Radio, I went away and thought about it very, very hard and came back and said, I'd love to do something like that as long as it's not just about disability, as long as it's about people. And hopefully that's what they're going to give you. So that's some background, very unscripted, straight off the top of the head. And welcome to Ordinary Life. So without any further ado, this week I'm going to talk to a friend of mine and someone who shares my uh, affliction, if you like, um, is my friend Emma Kiriaku. Emma, we met very by chance, really, hey, because we had a mutual friend, and when I was chatting to them at the school gate, they said, oh, my word, you should meet my friend Emma. Why did she say that? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we both have Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she kind of said to me, um, I know someone else who's, who's a, a woman in her 40s and she's got kids just like you and she's also got Parkinson's. And I went, blow me down. I know, because uh, they're always telling people that there's one in 10 people with Parkinson's eh? and that there's very few people around under the age of 60. Parkinson's traditionally affects men over the age of 62 and I think we can fairly safely say that neither of us are male and um, I, I was the youngest person with Parkinson's in, in Carpety until I met Emma which uh, who was hey, younger than me. It's not a race. No. <laughs> it, was, it was a mutual friend who introduced us and um, which was quite odd really because you know we'd both been um, involved in um we've both been involved in various things we didn't meet through that context and um it was it's actually quite hard to build a support network when you're um working most of the time and all the support groups were on during the day and sort of it was all not really kind of conducive to us meeting but but thankfully we had um a friend in common yeah um because it was really important i think for both of us as well yeah because I know that my diagnosis had come about through a complete shock. And I think I met you about a year or so after I'd been diagnosed. And very much my diagnosis was at first, go away, there's nothing wrong with you. And then, oh, maybe there is something wrong with you. Oh, mm. it turns out you've got Parkinson's. Yeah. And they just kind of sent me home, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think something similar happened to you. Yeah, you don't really, um, you didn't, well, 
from what I went through, I was basically told, um, well, first of all, it was a very, very long process, uh, but at the end of it, um, it was, oh, we think you've got this, and um, here's the drugs, um, and that was all. And I was also told something along the lines of, if you want to do things like exercise and diet, that's great, that's up to you. You know, you, you go explore. Um, we're the drugs people. <laughs> um, and that was about all we all you got. But thankfully I did um I did go home and do a bit of a, a Google <laughs> as you do. Um and uh found um Parkinson's New Zealand but um which was great to get the community educator who was here at the time, um, her her help. But it's actually finding, I, I right from the get-go, I wanted to build a support network mm. um, and have, because um, I, I firmly believe that patient-to-patient, what well, we call patients, but um, <laughs> peer-to-peer networking and support is the way to go for dealing with these things. And um, just having you to talk to has been a godsend because um really don't really have anyone else who kind of just gets it. Yeah. I know that I found the same thing in that it's all well and good having information available online and having a nurse or a medical practitioner is really really good but having a connection with somebody about your age and the same Mm. kind of life situation has been invaluable yeah you know because we've both got children and we've both got you know families and stuff and juggling all that as well as Parkinson's Parkinson's, So, so do we have the same thing, Emma? Because a lot of people wow. just go, "Oh, well, we both got this." The, the thing with Parkinson's is, it's um, or from what I know of it, it doesn't seem to be just one thing. It seems to be um, personalised to the person who has it. Um, mm. Everybody seems to be quite different in terms of what they go through and um, the symptoms they have, the drugs they get prescribed we're both on very different regimens mm. yeah. <laughs> um, and what they get told by the medical profession what they find out through other means all sorts of things and um, and it's all different types of people it's yeah. not just it's not just Michael J Fox <laughs> it's not just Michael <laughs> J Fox um, I, as much as I love um, what he's done for Parkinson's in the community we're not all <laughs> you know happening movie stars wow. <laughs> some of us are ordinary goodness me who'd have thought it I mean and um some of us are female and young and um and yeah and I think there does seem to be a bit of a thing that the people who get it young are a bit different from um in terms of the disease and what, what disease yeah. is a word oh, that, that <laughs> segues like. really nicely into the next point of why are we not calling it Parkinson's disease I mean, personally, out for a while, I was like, is it a disease? Is it a condition? Mm. <laughs> is it a d- I, I like dopamine deficiency disorder because Parkinson's is actually a lack of dopamine mm. in your brain that affects artificial movement. Um, so I, I would love it to be called something like that. It's actually named after James Parkinson, um, who discovered the uh, shaking palsy. And I believe they came up with Parkinson's because they thought people didn't want to be described as shaking, which is mm. quite good because I don't always shake. I just sometimes drag my leg around. <laughs> what about you? I've personally come to just call it Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I dropped the disease. I went through a, a period of time where I felt like it locked me out of um, being a well person, having disease attached to 
um, me. Mm. Um, it may well be a disease, it may be a disorder, but whatever it is, I get a lot of, I, get, I, I feel better now that I've kind of become mates with it in terms of <laughs> Parkinson's, you know, I can just go, it's Parkinson's, you know, it, and yeah. it kind of has that kind of, it, it is what it is, um, but it, I think there's a little bit of a mental sleight of hand that you have to do um, where you don't sort of, well, I personally, I don't look straight at it. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of, you know, because you, you do have to live your life and you have to have hope that, you know, your future is going to be, that you're going to be okay. And mm. so part of that for me is not putting a lot of focus on disease and I'm not putting a lot of focus on degenerative yeah those kind of words kind of, yeah because when you when you do find out a you know you, they go oh you have parkinson's disease and you think wow what is that mm. and then you realize it's things like i remember the doctor saying really cheerful stuff like degenerative and incurable and and i was like whoa this is a pivotal life moment for me. <laughs> that, that's a lot, you know, and yeah. doesn't land on you lightly. And that's what another reason why I've I dropped the disease because <laughs> to give someone else the message, you know, I've got Parkinson's, um, it lands a little bit lightly, lighter on the person when you say it like that. I I feel. But how how do you? tell someone because mm. that's another big thing isn't yeah. it you know you, you I don't know about you but you're having a conversation with someone and then they'll be like well for me most recently I was having a conversation at like a gathering of neighbors and somebody said to me um that they worked with people who were who, who couldn't look after themselves like people with Parkinson's <laughs> and I was like Ah, uh, this is the moment where I have to say something, and mm. and and it was you, know, you say I have Parkinson's, and the whole world goes. <laughs> it's like dropping a bomb, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And you and you often get, I think, um, but you don't look. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Um, you don't look sick, you Emma. Yeah. <laughs> you look I, totally fine. I've more got sort of just straight silence. Um, <laughs> And um, it's really hard to deal with that because mm. you don't. I mean, I know. I know saying to someone, "I've got Parkinson's," is hard because you know what is that, and not many people know, and and not many people look at people like me and think that that is something that they that person could have because they don't look old, they don't look like an old gentleman, sort of just um, you know. What do you want to say to people though when um, you know? Yeah. I want. I would like people to just go. Oh, I don't know much about that. Mm. You know, can you, can you? What's it like for you? And yeah. um, I'm quite. I would rather be asked than get the silence personally. Yeah, I, I find the same thing. And I know that I, looking back now, I have been guilty of being <laughs> that person that goes, oh, uh, and not knowing what to say. Mm. And and um, I remember a friend of mine who actually was in a wheelchair years ago said. Just ask people what's wrong with them. Mm. Just say, well, not wrong with them. Yeah. Terrible thing to say. <laughs> but, you know, just say, oh, I don't know anything about that. Or, mm. and, and that they're so right because I'd much rather people go, I don't know what that is. And I say, that's okay. I usually tell people it's not contagious. It's okay. They can sit close to me and they won't get <laughs> sick. 
no, but I definitely, I, I definitely struggle with the whole kind of um, we, we as a society, we seem to be quite focused on, on what something looks like. We're quite looks um, mm. focused, and and that and people mean well when they say, um, oh, but you look, you look too young for that, or you look, you look fine, or. Mm. Um, and you feel, and you, I, I sort of kind of go, oh, thanks, sort of thing. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with it much other than that because um, the, you know, the response really is, well, actually, you know, it feels pretty hard. And what do you say when people, um, I, I mean, I, I, I was going to talk about what we do to help, mm. you know, our condition. And I, I go to the gym quite a lot. I, I joined a local gym and I go there because exercise is, Shock. Exercise is good for you. Um, and uh, personally, I've noticed that if, well, we'll talk about the benefits of it in a moment, but people will say, oh, you're, but you're doing really great and you exercise, so you must be really healthy. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I exercise because I have to, because if I don't, then my muscles seize up and I can't move very easily. Um, and I fought it really hard for eight years. I mean, what do you wish people knew or um i think it would be um beneficial for everyone if we all knew a lot more about what our nervous system is and what can go, things can go wrong with it and i think it would um help a lot for a, a broad range of people um just to be not have to you know start from that every time you're talking to somebody you know what is dopamine how does that what is it in you and and you get all sorts of things like I've been told, oh, no dopamine stuff. You don't want any of that. Stay <laughs> away from that. That's terrible. That's addiction. That's. Don't and you I... love the people who say to you, how many tablets do you take <laughs> every day? I, you know, I, mean, I, I, I take about I 16. What do you, how many do you take? I, I don't know my number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, recently I um, caught up with a relation and who is... Um, diabetic and takes a lot of medication as well and we did the whole oh <laughs> what's How your pill box you look take? like yeah. <laughs> um which is quite funny um and some uh, somebody in the past said it had said to me just think of it you know as your insulin if you were a diabetic you'd take your mm. insulin and you wouldn't I mean that's that's what you need to to work. I, I am going to call out my own dad on this because my <laughs> own father has said to me oh that's an awful lot of medication and I said yes and he said oh do you not like try and knock back a couple of pills you know just to just to not have them sorry about the accent he's from the west country <laughs> so you know uh, in the UK and and I said dad if I don't take a couple of these pills I don't actually work properly and he just doesn't understand he mm. thinks you know it's pills are bad you know taking lots of things is bad yeah. i get that a lot you know um people will say oh so you have to take them again or how many <laughs> how many of those do you take and when do you take them and I, and i tell them and they sort of start getting a bit you know sad looking cuz you do know Emma, that it's actually all in your mind right oh, it, yes it's yeah. definitely all my all in my brain a positive, <laughs> a positive mental attitude can overcome so much yeah that that's just going to hit me in a minute <laughs> There are, there, there's a there's a light and a dark side to that. You know, the dark side being it's annoying to be told, you know, just put a positive spin on it and you'll be right. Um, but actually the hope factor is a big part of um, mm. 
why we don't talk about disease and those sorts of things. So we, we you know, we, we need our positivity, but at recognising at times it's beyond us and that's okay sometimes. And yeah. we, you know, you have your downs mm-hmm. like everyone else. And um, sometimes it can be very hard to see the light, but um, then you bounce back. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know that um, in the early days I heard about this thing called dyskinesia. Mm. And I didn't know what it was. And um, they said, oh, it's those involuntary twitches. And I thought, wow, that sounds really awful. And then somebody pointed out, they said, actually, the Parkinson's is worse than the dyskinesia, which didn't make sense to me at the time, mm. she says with her aunt. And, <laughs> and now I, ha- I have a little bit of dyskinesia. Mm, yeah, it's me not, too. It's not, not a lot, but I have it. It's starting. It's, it's on its way. It's coming for me. Um, and I realised that they're right that actually having my arm making these weird little movements mm. is not as bad as not being able to move properly. Yeah, I think it, but it does stress you as well because I think any kind of um, feeling that you're out of control, especially mm. when you're in a public space, um, can be disconcerting and hard. Um, it, it seems to happen to me a lot when I'm at the neurologist and I start <laughs> writhing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yes, I can see the dyskinesias. And I, I'm like, <laughs> so oh, dear. what kind of stuff do you do to try and yeah. just... That's I mean, a big question. Can, I mean, do you sit in a corner and cry all day? Sometimes or? I do, but maybe not all day. <laughs> um, look, yeah, looking after yourself is kind of my full-time job. Um, aside from taking the meds on time, I um, do I do the exercise thing too. Sometimes, mostly every day, but I give myself a break every now and then. Mm. Um, but yeah, and um, Sleep is a big one, like um, prioritising sleep and rest and um, relaxation, um, de-stressing. What does Ella um, do to have fun? Oh, yeah, fun's in there. Um, I don't know, talk to my friend Kitty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we recently did a, it was recently Parkinson's, World Parkinson's Day, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. And I am, I am going to out you and say <laughs> out there on the internet you can dancing. find dancing for dopamine. <laughs> And uh, there, I think that the the World Parkinson's Day did a da- was it dopamine dance party? Yes, um, yes, a lot of people dancing. So you can find lots of people with Parkinson's proving that they still got it <laughs> by dancing, including Emma and myself. And it, that is fun. It's <laughs> a lot of fun, and also creating things. So that that ticked both those boxes. It did because <laughs> it's important not to. I think it's important not. It's difficult to not give in to it. Mm. It is it is hard not to do that. Eh? Mm. And it's it's very hard when people... Lots of people are like, oh, here's a chair, or you need to re- mm. relax. You, Oh, can you work? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I, I find it very hard because people... Yeah, you have to mm. say, no, I don't want that. I actually want to be pushed. I want mm. to work harder. I want to push myself. I don't quite know how long that I can do all those things, so I want to yeah. do them while I can. Oh, that sounds really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish people um, knew about your day-to-day life, or you know, what do you wish they they knew about? Yeah, I just wish that um, that just the how hard it is to be. Um, to you know, to 
function. <laughs> all the things I have to do, all the things mm. that have to be right for me to be a normal functioning person. And it means I just need to make really good energy choices, what I spend my energy on, and mm. that's invisible. Just changing tack slightly as well. We've both got children. Mm. Um, that was a really terrible segue. <laughs> but we've both got, you know, like children, I change my mind really quickly. Um, my children don't seem to give a monkeys that I've got Parkinson's. What do your children think? My um, two teenagers are exactly the same. Um, doesn't really um, bother them that much or they don't think about it. Um, I do think they have grown up with it a lot more um, and it's just business as usual for them. Um, my six-year-old is a bit of a different story. I kind of walk the line between telling her enough and not too much so mm-hmm. that she doesn't get, you know, kind of anxious. Um, and But she, she's quite, you know, oh, that's because you got Parkinson's, eh, mummy? Sometimes it's yeah. quite funny. Um, yeah, yeah, everything can just be blamed on Parkinson's. <laughs> I remember my, my son was about six when he found out. And um, one of my oldest daughters went said, why do we have to walk to school every day? And he said, oh, because mum's got Parkinson's. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah. And, but now they're getting a bit older. And I went, for a, I, I went for a bike ride with my 13-year-old. And he did say to me, I said, is there anything you want to ask? And he said, mum, are you ever frightened? And I was like, Whoa, kind of <laughs> blindsided slightly, and I am, um, and I said, uh, yeah, yeah, mm. I am frightened. I said, but I, I can't give in to that. I have mm. to just push that side because there's lots of really scary things about Parkinson's that neither yeah. of us have mentioned um, that I, I, I prefer to push aside. Mm. I think four a.m. is my terror time. It's like. <laughs> Um, existential angst at 4am mm. um, but yeah I definitely have a, um, a mental um, game that kind of or words that I say to myself to you know tell myself that I, I'm fine I'm safe it's mm. all good um, you've got this it's a confidence trick isn't it yeah there's a lot of talk about living in the present isn't mm. there and um, I know I was told very early on live in the present, live in the now. And, and I thought that was quite, I don't know, I, I wasn't happy about that at the mm. time. I didn't fully understand what, what it meant. And then I heard about things like um, um, you know, Parkinson's dementia and um, the, the five stages of Parkinson's. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of grim. And uh, then I realised... Oh, yeah, they mean live in the now. They mean today is great, the sun mm. is shining, I'm here with my friend having a chat. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. yeah. You kind of do have to walk the line between um, planning but not planning, you know, like having a little bit of a plan and a sense of where you're going but not focusing on it too much. I, I prefer having a big bucket of sand and putting my head in it. <laughs> that works really well yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a plan <laughs> and what is it when things go wrong that's a parky moment <laughs> yeah just blame it on the Parkinson's absolutely yeah I'm not drunk I've got Parkinson's um so I'm really glad that we met each other oh me too I mean it's it's been um so good to have someone of you know the same 
on the same wavelength and the same, um, you know, group in terms of gender and age and all that. I was like, um, wow, are we on the same wavelength? Because sometimes we are wildly what, different. Sometimes we are wildly different. And that's the part of the fun. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, you do... Yeah. It's good to have people to share things with, isn't it? Which is why it's a shame quite often, like you say, a lot of the stuff to um, connect with other people. Uh, you end up turning to the two places of like Twitter and mm. and um, groups online to try and find other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean... Uh- <laughs> Twitter um, and other social media platforms have been good in that we've, you know, you do we have made friends from overseas in that way. But I mean, you don't get um, the depth and the, you no. know, the, the warmth of a person with you um, that you get with person to person. So you know, I think you do need the local as well as the, um, the yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Um, I mean, I, I've got, I've got a blog that I write on. And that's really good and very cathartic, and I find that very, very useful. Um, and that's at kiddiefitting.com. <laughs> Just shameless plug. Um, but on the whole, it's 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 good to get it out. But it's, it, nothing really beats getting together with someone and having a good old oh woe is me session. <laughs> Sometimes, exactly, <laughs> you know? yeah. Usually yeah. finished off with uh, tea and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, do you do to cheer up? Oh, God. That sounds so... Oh, I don't even know. Oh, it, no, I do. It's it's always music and um, dancing around the room. That that cheers me up. No, we do every single time. How about you? What do you do? What do I do? Uh, <laughs> it's not supposed to be about you, not me. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, well, I, I write about it. Uh, to cheer mm. up, I, I well, as you know, I did some comedy and uh, I, I write about the things that people say to me about oh, having Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just general life because I think life, truth is stranger than fiction. Um, and uh, there are some very bizarre things happened. Um, but definitely having a laugh about it is really helpful too, like, um, and not to feel so. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in having a sense of humour about things. Um, and, yeah, playing with my children, mm. having a laugh with them is really good. Yeah, um, and that's one of the good things. Like um, having children is a bit of a big deal when you've got something like this. But they they have been the, you know, the bit of my saviour in many, many ways, having children and making – and they make my life way lighter. Children are pretty cool, aren't they? They are, they yeah. are. So what's your favourite song, Emma? My favourite song in the whole world? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, put me on the spot. Well, I did have an idea that um, there's a song that I really liked that I thought was perfect for this kind of thing because it's all about not knowing where you're going in life and not knowing where you're going to end up, which is exactly where we are here. And that is Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. So I think that might be a great place to finish, don't you? Yeah, let's hear it. Thank you so much for coming in, Emma. It's been fantastic. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. And you may find yourself living in a shadow.
The program was made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.